Welcome to the Classroom Brew Podcast. This is the podcast where teachers are going to sit down, have a couple of drinks, and basically, we're going to talk shit about education. So for this episode, we're actually going to do a Skype call uh, for our guest this week, so I'm very excited. You guys are going to meet Vanessa DeWig. Uh, hopefully, I pronounced her last name right. Uh, so Vanessa teaches in Poland, but she's been all around the world doing ESL education. So we're going to give her a call uh, and chat her up a little bit. So if you haven't already, rate and review whatever app you're listening in. If you would like to be on the show, you can reach us, classroombrew at gmail.com or at classroombrew on social media. So uh, that really helps out. Love having you guys on. Even if you just want to interact with the show, uh, that's great with me too. But until then... I think what we should do is give her a call and then see where this thing goes. And there we go. Hello. Hey, Vanessa. How you doing? Very good. Thank you for having me on, Ryan. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate you uh, reaching out and wanting to be on. That's that's awesome whenever we have people that uh, want to be on the show. Yeah, it's, it's a great concept. I like your idea where you can reach out to teachers, especially someone who's, you know, on another continent. So right, <laughs> that's right. always exciting. And this is a first. I don't think we've had, uh, we've had obviously different states and things like that. And we have different listeners around the world, but we've never had uh-huh. someone on the show that's uh, abroad. Yay. I'm glad to be the first. <laughs> so speaking of abroad, <laughs> so your your Instagram handle is uh, abroad in Poland, which is kind of yes. a nice little play on words there. Um, but, Thank uh, you for noticing. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I guess talk a little bit about your your background. You mentioned that you were from Chicago and then eventually... Uh, through different circumstances, moved to Poland, but where are you at now in terms of teaching? Um, I, okay, so right now I'm in Warsaw, Poland, and I'm teaching at a primary school here. I teach kindergarten to eighth grade. Okay. So I teach uh, primarily children right now, but I've also taught adults and everyone. <laughs> yeah, that's quite the uh, quite the range right there. So before yes. before you got there, though, so you were um, all around the world teaching ESL to different people. Where are some of your locations you've been? I Well, actually, I wasn't teaching all around the world. I was teaching on through the computer all around oh, the world. Oh, right, right, right. Okay. So I had access to students from Brazil, from Japan, from Turkey, from hmm. France. I don't know, like everywhere. Um, and I did that for about four years, but I, I have mainly classroom experience, sure. classroom experience. Yeah. And that's what I'm doing now. Teaching online is, is a different, uh, it's a different game. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like it entirely, especially if they're, um, so not just multicultural, but also different time frames. So they might be one at a different exactly. pace than the other, but, uh, exactly how did you, different. how'd you get into that? Like, what was the, what was the job market to lead you into teaching online for, people all around the world? Well, I mean, I, I'm a, a single mother, so I had to find a way to balance uh, taking care of my son and at the same time making money, you know, ideally from home. So if you want to work from home, if you're a teacher and and you your life uh, doesn't allow you to just go anywhere, well, then you can bring the world to you. They're <laughs> online teaching. Right. So that's what I did for about four years. And um, that was a challenge. I didn't, we, there was no video. So I didn't see my students. Okay. So I was just talking to people around the world for four years. And it was exciting and fun. But I, I prefer teaching in the classroom. Sure. Absolutely. Well, you, you know, different types of, I know they've kind of debunked the whole learning styles thing. And it's more so like everyone has each learning style, or whatever. But, 
even still being able to use those visuals or movement in the classroom yeah. and stuff is still pretty important, but. Um, right. But it's not necessary. And, and also it taught me to use my voice and you know, this as someone who has his own podcast, <laughs> how, how essential your voice is as a tool. Right. Right. right absolutely. So. Yeah, you got to use that teacher voice, especially when they start to. Yeah, uh, it's the moneymaker. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So I guess in terms of ESL, whether you're in Poland or you're doing it online, or uh, mm -hmm. even if you were in an American classroom, what are some of like the main challenges that you face when you're trying to teach? I mean, <laughs> that's a really difficult task. People don't really realize that because, you know, we do it every single day. Right. But what are some of the difficulties you face on a day-to-day -day basis? I think that... Uh, I think for every teacher, it's just finding that that connection with your student where you both can trust each other with with the task at hand. And, um, you know, that's that that's the same no matter where you are in the world. It's just how do I connect with another human being? Right. And then get that human being to trust me to be their teacher or mentor or whatever, you know, to lead them through this, this, uh, classroom or to educate them. And I think all teachers have to deal with that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Is yeah. there like a general trend that you've noticed? Um, that's like different between, uh, building the trust when you're, you know, working online with somebody versus when you're in the classroom with somebody like that, the difference of like the human connection yeah. for actually being there. Oh yeah, it it is. Um, I of course face to face always is going to win. Like you can read off of someone's body language, and you, it just feels more natural. With online teaching, especially not using a video, you have to um, be very calm and and understanding that the other person is probably not comfortable doing this. And I I always fall back on humor or just making a, a calm atmosphere for my students. Yeah. So that's, you know, that's what we have to do. Yeah, absolutely. And again, like you said, regardless of where you're at, it's, it's all about building that trust. And I think yeah. my thing, yeah. it took my kids a while, um, last year, especially where they didn't realize that some of my humor is very deadpan and it took them oh. a while to like, they were kind of off put by it, but now they kind of pick up on the subtleties <laughs> of it. Uh, and that definitely, yeah. it definitely helps. But how, how old are, are your students? Uh, so I teach high school uh, for the most part sophomores. Okay. Uh, so grades ten. Oh, they're they're a, they're a tough bunch. They're always <laughs> you know um, a bit more serious. They look at sure. you like you're just an absolute idiot. You <laughs> know what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, it's so it's actually harder to win over teenagers than any other group. <laughs> it's a fun yeah. it's a fun group. I know that's usually the group that everyone's like, oh god, you teach sophomores. Um, I, I don't teach freshmen, so I guess that's a nice luxury, but I actually do. I do. Uh, I love my, my sophomores, so that's fun. Um, so you talked about uh, American Day teaching, yeah. uh, teaching in uh, multicultural classrooms, but what is, what is American Day uh, when you're not right. teaching in the States? I know. Okay. So, uh, so I've, I've been living in Poland now for about 10 years, and uh, I used to live in a smaller city called Radom. Mm -hmm. And Radom doesn't have many foreigners, uh, especially Americans. So, you know, I was like their their token American <laughs> whenever they needed <laughs> <Sure>. something. <laughs> they call Vanessa. Um, and I work. I do some work for a cultural center. They're called American Corner, okay. and there are, there are American corners around the world actually, and they're sponsored through the American Embassy. 
and it's to promote American culture, um, history, um, English, things like this. So they they would ask me from time to time to go to a local school um, for their so-called American Day, whereas the, the school was just, you know, talking about American history and culture. And so I would go there as the representative of our country. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> no pressure. And, you know, and it, it's very nice. I, I mean, I feel very honored to do that. And I try to do the best I can to represent American culture. Um, and I would just give talks to them and they would ask me questions about, about our, about our country. It's very cute that they, they're so engaged with it. (laughs) More than some American students are, I'm sure even still. Um, I guess, (laughs) have you noticed any like major differences then? So like you have students that they're very interested in what it's like in American culture and things like that. Have you noticed, like, if, mm-hmm. if you could pick, like, a handful of different takeaways, like, what's the big difference between teaching in the United States versus teaching abroad, whether it's online or in person abroad? Well, I'll talk specifically about the Polish markets because that's different. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was teaching online, by the way, I was teaching to to business students. So okay. they're professionals. They're, it's a bit different. Right. Um, teaching to Polish students in, in the, the schools here and even the – I mean, not just children, but adults as well. It's different because here they they focus more on, I think, a more formal atmosphere. Um, they will refer to the teacher in a more like they, they say pan or pani, which is like a really formal Mr. or Mrs. Yep. Um, it's, you know, you have to really guide them through creative tasks where I feel like in America, we're just kind of conditioned to to think outside the box here they're still very much so in the box and you have to um allow them the the time to get used to that to to be up there in front of the class and just do something it's it's very uncomfortable for them um they don't like to make mistakes so it which is really hard as a teacher because if my students don't make mistakes, then I can't teach them <laughs> because they're not, sure. they, sure. you have to learn from your mistakes, right? right? They're afraid to fail forward as we call it. Yeah. Yeah. So I've even had to write it on the board, make mistakes today and you should see the appalled looks on their faces. <laughs> no. Um, but th- those are some of the major differences. Mm-hmm. You just, you have to like get through the layers of this culture. And then once you do, it's great. You know, it's, you just have to win them over. Sure. Now, once you do like win them over and you break through those, those layers and anything like that, have you ever had like an instance? Um, and again, this could be online or, um, like Mm -hmm. brick and mortar school, any moments where you've had like some sort of a behavior incident and you're like, Oh shit, now what? (laughs) All the time. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Online, of course not, you know, online it's, Again, adults, and uh, I think maybe one. Sometimes you might have, let's say, a flirty student oh, as a female teacher. Yeah, it's, <laughs> a little, it's a little gross, but that happens. <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, teaching children, I mean, they're very naughty. They're very. Um, you have to be very strict, and I'm not someone who likes to be strict. But if you if you're too soft, they will just run all over you. So you have to come in with like a more authoritative presence. Mm-hmm. 
And that's not my comfort zone. I, I prefer <laughs> to just be more relaxed. Right, <laughs> but, right. Yeah, uh, teaching Polish students especially, you have to show them that you're in charge, not them. Mm-hmm. And I, I, in fact, I learned that in Chicago when I was teaching adults in Chicago up on Belmont. I taught a multicultural classroom, but mainly Polish adults. And they were really loud and crazy in the classroom. <laughs> sure. Sounds like I'm my not kids. Kidding. <laughs> Yeah, see, but these were adults. These were like parents. These were, you know, mothers and fathers. They had jobs. They were, you know, and they came in, came into the classroom and their feet were up on the desk. They were sleeping in the class. They were, oh, God. I know. So I had to be very strict even then. Yeah, but, it's, which it just, you know. it baffles me sometimes. Like, what did you think we were coming to this room to do today? Like, I, don't I know, <laughs> like, yeah. I know, I know yeah. like most of the time it's just like, they, they don't know that it's doing like any harm or it's like causing anything. But at a certain point, especially if you're talking adults here, like, yeah. come on, like you have to have some self-awareness, right? I know. I had one student, he, an adult, he came to class. This was in Chicago. He came to class drunk and, and I was, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was pregnant at the time, so maybe my hormones were a little more like on guard. <laughs> but I, I told this guy it was a man. I told him off, and I kicked him out of my classroom right before a test. And yeah, I was just like, I can't believe I have to do that. Like, mm-hmm. why would you come drunk to class? Oh yeah. <laughs> just, uh, oh, we get we get kids all the time if they come in and they smell like. You know, it's very loud in there, if you see where I'm going with this. But I, I just, it's something that you don't realize that you have to deal with uh, because for some reason, they don't seem to catch it at like the front entrance or something like that. And it, it, wow. it baffles my mind that it's like, how is this acceptable that I have to also worry about whether or not a kid's high and then causing a distraction as a result of it? it wow. Yeah, it baffles me. It truly does. Yeah. Yeah. But especially at the adult level, that's, that's crazy. It's just, it's unacceptable. It's not anything that we're taught as teachers when we <laughs> want to prepare for this job. We don't have, you know, a chapter in a book like how to take care of drunk and high students. <laughs> you know, it's just, I guess we'll have to different. we'll have to write that chapter, I guess. Yeah, I want you to write our own book. <laughs> so I guess <laughs> as you work to kind of balance the load of teaching, whether it was online or in a, a physical school, what are some of the difficulties that you faced like personally? Because I know... Mm-hmm. So like I even just like last night I was I was texting mm-hmm. with a buddy of mine that I teach with and this was our first day back from the strike and stuff like that and it's already right. the toll of stress and worrying about other people's mm-hmm. kids it already it already sunk in. So I guess yeah. what are some of the the day-to-day things that you personally are kind of fighting through and trying to work through? Well, okay, so for me personally because I'm a single mother I I'm raising a 10-year-old boy here in Poland in a culture that's not my own. Mm-hmm. And um, I have to deal with still learning about this culture, still trying to figure out the language issues. I have a lot of stress because I work I work a lot. I work 35 hours in the classroom. That's not including preparation and everything else I do outside of the classroom. Right. So it's uh, like some days I just come home and I'm just – Um, my brain is just going crazy and I'm shaking sometimes because of the amount of energy I had to spend in that one day to cater to so many different people. And Poland is, you know, I I like Poland a lot. Um, But as an American, sometimes 
I feel a bit isolated. You know, sometimes you just want to go to a to a coffee shop and you just want to see a friendly face, and right. you just want someone to smile. A human or, interaction. Yeah, and uh, it that's just not how they typically are in public. At least I have mm-hmm. a lot of great Polish friends, very warm, sweet people, but. Um, just day-to-day interactions, it, that's not typical. Sure. So it, it just plays on your psyche. Yeah, yeah, that sounds like it'd be downright depressing at various yeah, points. It is, like, I know. Like, especially in the wintertime, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, right now I'm looking out the window and it's gray and, and just kind of cold. Oh. Um, yeah, so it, you have to find ways as... Uh, as a ESL teacher living in another country, you have to find ways to deal with that um, new environment so that you can try to beat the cultural depression away. Yeah. And, yeah. Absolutely. And it's crazy you mentioned that about the the weather too. So we're we're in the first week of November right now and we've already had two days of snow. I know. Uh, like, I saw that. I'm like, oh, I'm glad I'm not. <laughs> Back in Chicago. <laughs> right, right, right. Now, I guess, I guess, long term, going along with that, do you see yourself, you know, whether it's because of uh, something not related to teaching, or maybe it's like some other poll or something like that? Do you ever see yourself wanting to move back to the U.S.? Well, um, I actually did about five years ago. Okay. I moved back with my son for one year, and I lived for one year. Um, with my family mm-hmm. and that one year showed me why I can't move back okay. because I've changed so much. So then I chose to go back to Poland um, because it went, when you take that big leap and you go live in another country and I've talked to a lot of people about this and I've read about it. Um, they will tell you this, that there's something that changes within you and you you don't feel entirely American anymore and you don't feel entirely wherever that that country you are. You're just like a perpetual outsider. So for me, it's okay being an outsider in a foreign country, but to feel like an outsider in my own country felt really hard. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah. So that's why I miss Chicago and I love it and I love America. It's just that I, just to stay there long term, it's just not possible right now for me. Mm-hmm. I wonder though if, like, let's say, and I'm not trying to like sway you to move back to Chicago or anything or make you make your life yeah. choices, okay. but, <laughs> but I wonder if that would al- almost be an asset. So, like, I teach mostly Black and uh, Latino students, and so mm-hmm. for the most part, whenever we have these discussions, because I do a lot of like restorative justice lessons, because I teach social studies, and we always mm-hmm. come back to this whole idea of, like, even with the strike when we came back. I, we had a, for every class, we had about a 15 minute discussion, which is the entire period talking about is our district, once they get this funding from the new deal, are they actually going to be equitable and fair to the black kids on the South side or the people Mm -hmm. that aren't in those selective enrollment schools? And it it got to the point in almost every class where they were making this connection. uh, And it's not like I was, I was not trying to guide them into this, but almost Mm -hmm. every single class period said something to the effect of we're kind of the outsider in our own country. So I almost wonder if that can be something that, whether you're talking about police brutality or you're talking about Mm -hmm. uh, education funding or whatever it may be, that you might be Mm -hmm. able to relate to students if you were on, well, Mm -hmm. even anywhere in the U.S., not even just Chicago, 
where mm-hmm. people of color are not treated as if they are a, an insider. They're more so treated like an outsider. Wow. I never thought of that. Um, that's a that's a good point. I, 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 I mean, I can sympathize with their situation of being being an outsider of course their their situation is much worse than mine mine is more like it's called well they they have this isolation in their own country because of this deep-rooted racism right and ignorance whereas i have this outsider feeling just because i'm literally an outsider like i'm not <laughs> Here. some uh, some xenophobia in yeah this case. yeah to, to, to some extent there is some xenophobia and um for the most part i have to say something positive about poland that they really do like americans i mean they oh, have america good. day in their schools i mean yeah so. that's true <laughs> it's a good sign so, right I, I compared to other european countries i think poland is is very is more pro-america mm. and as, as a white woman living here, that's been in my favor. My my African-American friends, on the other hand, living here, sometimes they don't always experience positive things. Yeah, so absolutely. it follows them, right? Um, but just being an outsider in general, yeah, I can totally relate to that. I can, I've always been the black sheep. <laughs> so... <laughs> But black sheeps, we have our we we have our own herd. Yeah, so. yeah you got to find your find your in group, which is always important. Yeah, yeah. Which is probably the most diverse in group too, when you think about it, considering how many people it's, are the black it, sheep. I know. <laughs> I guess when when we're talking about your time, your downtime from teaching, what mm-hmm. are some things? Since you you talked about like how it's a lot different if you go to a coffee shop, there isn't the same type of connection. What are some things mm-hmm. that that you do to kind of and this is something that I'm still searching for the answer for. I almost started oh. off where podcasting was my hobby, but now it's just part of my routine that it's like, oh, shit, I got to find another hobby. Uh, but what oh, are no. some things that you do to try to take your mind away from the stresses of, even yeah. though for me, like if, even if I go to the gym, I'm thinking about different students sure. and what I can do to help them and stuff. But what are yeah. some things that kind of take you outside of your teacher mind? Well, um, okay, so... I, I really love music, for example, and so I like to collect records and listen to my records. Okay. Um, like old school vinyl? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I like punk music. I like rock. I like country music, whatever. And so I just get lost in music. You might see me on a Saturday night at a punk concert in Warsaw, <laughs> right. which is funny to think. Like I'm, and then in the morning, I'm reading to kindergartners. <laughs> right, <laughs> but right. that that'll be like my typical week. Um, I also like to draw. I'm an artist. Okay. Um, I like to write. I just I, I like to do creative things, and and I do work. Um, like I said with American Corners. So now I'm preparing a presentation that I'll give in two weeks at a conference uh, in Radom where I will talk about the American can-do spirit. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it's, and so I'm doing some research about that and and learning about um, what it means to be an American. Like I have to really define it and, why are we so positive? Why are we so upbeat? Why are, you know, they want to know this. Sure. Um, so I, I, I focus on that and, and I find that that really grounds me. I have great friends. I have 
yeah, wonderful friends, actually. Um, a nice community here of people who really help each other. So mm-hmm. I just focus on that. I, I'm never bored, by the way. Like, <laughs> That's good. I, <laughs> that sounds never. great. Never. <laughs> like, you can't be bored. <laughs> right, right. I think I'm kind of worried that I'm going to wind up getting into like the board category because like I just finished up um, the football season. So I've got a little bit of downtime between my next sport, which is going to be weightlifting. <clears throat> and then I'll go straight from weightlifting to coaching track. So I'm not going to have those like 13, 14 hour days anymore. So I'm like, what am I going to do oh, with no. eight extra hours of my day? Uh, it's going to be an God, interesting. I love that problem. <laughs> <laughs> no, right? It's going to be weird. I'll to, I'm sure I'll find something to do, but um, yeah. the positivity of American culture, that's interesting though. So you... Oh yeah, we're really, we're like uber positive compared to other I've learned this. Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't teaching. doubt it. I know my students are definitely over positive when they talk about their SoundCloud rapping career or how they're all going to definitely be in the NBA <laughs> one day. They're definitely very positive when it comes to that. Be like, oh, so, so you're going to be drafted in the NBA? How, how is uh, basketball practice going? I'm like, oh, I don't practice. I'm not on the team. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> great. Great. Uh, you going to college for that? They're like, no, no, no. That's, I don't need to. That's definitely the downside to positivity. <laughs> yeah. That's the downside. Yeah. Some false positivity, I guess. They they right. kind of don't see the connections that they should be making. But mm-hmm. so we kind of we kind of right. joked about uh, we should write a chapter on how to deal with certain things in the classroom. Uh, but you are right. literally right now uh, in the midst of publishing your own children's book. So what's what's the yeah. what's the that, that's awesome. I've, I only know like a, a handful of people, uh, and most of them I don't know personally. Uh, but they've like even gone to the lengths to write a book, but what's, what's the book? What's the process? What's that like? That's, that's gotta be incredible. Well, it's, it just started as something simple. A few years ago, I was just looking at a book with my son and and we were just making some jokes together and having fun. And I thought, Oh, I should write a book about the conversation we just had. And so I just, I just wrote it out one day and, and then a good friend of mine, she's an artist here. Um, her name's Kimba Kerner. I'll uh, I'll plug her. <laughs> she's <laughs> she's, uh, she's also an American, mm-hmm. and she she's she's a wonderful artist. And I asked her if she would like to collaborate with me on this, and she said yes. Um, and I'm not going to give any more information because I it hasn't. I, I want to wait. Okay. <laughs> but uh, we we have we have an organization that is going to help us, and we're now starting to do the artwork and to get into it a little more. So I'm hoping by next year that I'll have my book published and oh, I'll wow. dedicate it to my son because he was my my inspiration. Yeah, that. yeah, that's yeah. gonna be so cool because like think when he when he is older and he looks back, he's gonna see this actual published children's book yeah. you know alongside like I, shell silverstein and all these people and it's dedicated to him yeah. that's just awesome I don't know if I'm, well you know what i hope that my boy will one day look at me and think wow what a cool mom oh definitely <laughs> so, i mean he's like man when he listens to this podcast in like 30 40 yeah. years he like she went to punk rock concerts that's awesome <laughs> he knows that about me though and he just looks every child looks at their their parents like oh god you know i'm sure even like Ozzy Osbourne's kids looked at him like, "Dad, you're so embarrassing." <laughs> well, I mean, you, I'm assuming that there's way less drugs in your system, so you can you can form oh, coherent sentences yeah. on like Ozzy Osbourne, for sure. For sure. <laughs> which is, by the way, one of my favorite. Um, like the seventh inning stretch at Wrigley Field when Ozzy Osbourne did it, and it's just like, uh, 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 like that's got oh god, it was awful. It just said, 
<laughs> He'll make you want to go get, get drugs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Exactly. Like, oh, God, end this game sooner. But no, I'm sure yeah. he'll look back and he'll, you know, maybe he'll even check out this episode and be like, wow, my mom was yeah. such a cool broad in Poland. <laughs> I was. <laughs> but awesome well mm -hmm. thank you so much i mean this like truly vanessa this was this was awesome it was great to connect with somebody that's yeah. not in the u.s someone that's outside of the echo chamber uh it was a lot right. of fun uh we'll have to it do is. like some sort of an update when whenever the book comes out we can plug that uh i don't that know i don't know how much pull my audience has but maybe maybe something will <laughs> will help out uh, but people should definitely check it out whenever the whenever the time comes but yeah, that would be great, and and it would be nice if more of my ESL friends got into the conversation because I feel like as ESL teachers we're kind of pushed to the side, like oh yeah, you're an ESL teacher, whatever. Um, but we we can bring a lot to to the discussion. We have a lot of interesting stories and crazy situations. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> anytime, anytime it's multicultural, especially that has to be something that should be heard. Yeah. So. Yeah, definitely. Well, cool. So thank you for, for doing this and for um, talking to so many different teachers and giving us a platform to share our stories. It's great. Oh, thanks. I appreciate that. You know, anytime anytime yeah. we can all kind of either co-commiserate or whatever, yeah. whatever you want to call it, that's, that's going to be helpful to kind of, you know, if we don't, if we don't uh, have a beer and laugh about it, we're just going to cry about it. So we got to do something to, to kind of curb that. Exactly. I like that. <laughs> that's good. All right. Well, thanks so much, Vanessa. I appreciate it. And then uh, we'll, okay. we'll stay in contact. And then, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, of course, let you know when this episode is going to come out. Great. Thanks, Ryan. Take care. You too. Bye. Bye-bye. All right. So as you can see, that was an awesome conversation with Vanessa. Uh, for everybody else, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you haven't already, rate and review whatever app you're listening in. If you'd like to be on the show as well, just like Vanessa or Mallory more recently, uh, we can just do a little Skype call to, to set that up. So classroombrew at gmail.com or at classroombrew on social media. Uh, if you know somebody that might be interested in this podcast or if you're like, eh, maybe they would want to be on the show, tell them about Classroom Brew. That really helps us out. So thanks so much for all the support. We are back from the strikes. This has been a very interesting week already. But until next week, when I'm sure I've got some sort of an update or some guest for you, class dismissed. Class dismissed.